calling and hang in the shack with Lachlan Patterson. Cause it's the Lockdown Podcast. Talking about whatever you want. Chilling out, having a chill sesh with Lachlan's guest. Yeah. The Lockdown Podcast. The Lockdown Podcast. The Lockdown Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Lockdown. I'm Lachlan, Lachlan Patterson, guys. Hey, uh, welcome to another great episode. We got a great guest today. His name's JB. I know him as JB. JB Ball. He's a comedian slash a talented basketball player and uh, and a multifaceted entertainer. JB, how you doing, dude? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Do you hate those? I mean, I must say that I hate saying them because, you know, I know you as a friend and, you know, we work together, but really, you know, we hung out and then you got to go make people impressed by you and, and you have Correct. to sit there while I try to make people impressed by you. And um, it just sit tight, everyone. You'll be impressed by him at the end of the show. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> I always think about. It. It's like what if what if I had to do your eulogy and I forgot a credit or like I forgot like like such an important thing of like oh no, but he also did that. I just want y'all to know this was so meaningful. It's like no, you know the, the guy's great, man. Just trust that I'm here because the guy's great. <laughs> you, we're all <laughs> like, here. Maybe a weird bit, yeah comparison, but. <laughs> It's well, like, uh, yeah, I had the intro of Frim the other day on stage. Uh, like we were doing like an outdoor show. And I just, just I spaced on the name of his podcast. Like I named his specials and all his other things. And I go like, oh man, is the friendship over? Because I, I messed up one thing that he's done. Like I forgot the catalog and for a split second. Did he have a problem with it? Oh no, not at all. He was totally cool about it. But I just felt bad because I was like ramping up, like crescendoing with the with the credits and I was going to hit the podcast as the last big one and bring them to the stage. This big thing. And it totally killed the momentum. Cause I couldn't think of the podcast name in time to make it smooth. Oh, so you stumbled, you know, you didn't just forget it. You stumbled on it. Oh, oh totally. Like, absolutely. Like I know for a fact, like the wrong podcast name came to mind. And you know, what's the worst part is like, he doesn't even do the podcast anymore. Ooh. I was just in such a rhythm of like, Oh, I got to say one more thing. So I was just going to name his old podcast and bring him on stage. He and then used I to have a podcast that you can't listen to. That's yeah. a great That's a great crescendo intro. What a great plug, yeah. Go l- listen to his old work. I've had, uh, I've, I have introduced someone and forgotten one of the credits they gave me. And they got on stage and gave me shit for it to the audience. Yeah. L- Lachlan... You didn't mention that I just got back from entertaining the troops and huge applause, right? right? Because a lot of comedians love to let you know that they got back from entertaining the troops. It shows that they're brave, I guess, but they're not. Or that they're they're trying to sound heroic, but really, you're not a troop. Yeah. Anyway. Like, it's bravery, like, that you told 
jokes wearing like a bulletproof vest because it's like i've like had a gun pulled on me on stage i had no vest and i wasn't overseas i was in arcadia florida like i was just in a you had CD a gun bar. pulled on you guy pulled a gun on me like while they like, middle of my set i'm like 30 minutes in and the set and you know what's wild is the set's going well and then it's not like the show was going like off the rails it's like this was completely out of nowhere and i remember so like literally the guy put i literally was asking about his hat that's all it was and i think I, I can't know for sure, but I think he thinks I was getting ready to make fun of his hat. But in actuality, it was like such a customized, flashy hat. I was genuinely trying to figure out how did he get like what was the story behind it? Because we were in such a like remote, like rural place that I didn't know how to imagine where the hat could have come from. And I was like genuinely asking and he just took it as like I was getting ready to make fun of him. Literally pulls a gun out from uh his back pocket, like, or, like, in the back of his pants, that kind of thing. And there were these two girls that were sitting next to him, and I totally didn't understand, and they were, like, waving to me, like, like they were totally trying to signal me to not go into this guy. But I just felt like what I'm doing is so innocent. I, I was just asking him a question about his hat. Like, there was no, like, trying to get him. And then, uh, like, the bouncer luckily saw him, sp like, sprinted in behind him, and, like, sort of, like, knocked the gun away and like kind of like choked him up really quick and like i was like immediately like pay me i gotta leave like that's literally how the show ends it was pay me i have to leave the guy legitimately pulled a gun on me there's like two other comics we always talk about it so oh i swear like pointed the gun at me i saw the gun Holy it was pointed shit. At yeah man yeah wild times you're you know, from hey, florida Oh, yeah. And you know what's wild is stuff like that happens, and I still defend Florida like, it's not that crazy, guys. What are you talking about? And then I remember stories like that, and I'm like, oh, I get, so that's not common. Okay, all right, that's my bad. <laughs> that's not that's... a regular thing. Oh, my God, man. So yeah. you, and, and did you, you didn't finish the set? No, no, no. I just, because I, part of me was just like, what am I trying to prove in sure. Arcadia, Florida? You know, sure. like, I love performing, but at a certain point, you just like, when your mortality is like seriously like in play, like when you really go like, oh my God, no, that could have been, he died in Arcadia, Florida. Like it's just the, the notion of like, that's the end of the story. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go. I just want to like get to the next chapter, whatever this story is. Let's just move on. I just bail, oh man. God. Yeah. So, and you continue to do stand up. That's uh, impressive. You're a hero. Yeah. Give it, he yeah just, give it up for me, guys. I performed got... for the Floridians. <laughs> <laughs> that should be an applause. He just got that back from Arcadia, Florida. Wow, man. And now you're yeah. here in Los Angeles. You're working here. Yeah. You're one of I, the few working comedians right now. For sure. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely lucky, man. I still work for uh, a TV show. I work for uh, MTV's Ridiculousness. So I'm one of the, the segment producers on that show. So, I mean, like, that show can pretty much be done remotely. So I've just been living in my room constantly on the computer. It, you know, it's I'm look, watching my look. body change in a bad way. <laughs> like, I really oh, no. can get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, I can feel it. Like, I started working out again because I was like, oh, this is not you. And, uh, you know, it's tough when, like, basketball is your only exercise and all the rims in L.A. are taken down. I'm like, oh, well, I, I guess there, there's nowhere to go do the thing I do. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been weird adjusting. They really shut down basketball. Like, legit did it. Like, I, I will say I found a court by my house, but I'm just not irresponsible enough to go play with those guys. <laughs> but right. I really, I'm so, like, just to know that there is one court and I have seen crowds out there. And I just go like, God, it would just be nice to just get a run in, man. I just, 
I've been biking. I've been doing all kinds of new stuff. Like people back home wouldn't even recognize me. Like everything I'm doing, they're like, you don't do this. I'm like, I do now. And so you work out from home? Yeah, I do this. Uh, I don't know if you've done stuff like this, but I, I downloaded one of those apps off of like Instagram. You know, I'm falling like I'm a sucker for like every Instagram ad that's coming my way at this point. I see like, him since too. The quarantine. I see him too. There's one guy who's just absolutely shredded and he's just like five minutes a day. So you got to do, man, come on, you don't got five minutes. And I'm like, oh, I got five minutes. I guess, you know, <laughs> like I'm such a sucker for it. And yeah, now I use this app called Muscle Booster. And, uh, and I'm not going to lie. It's actually awesome. Like, it I, is? I don't actually feel like I made a bad. Yeah, I don't. I didn't make a bad purchase. Well, you're basically, it's all body weight. Thanks. Okay. Man. Yeah, I, I keep it covered in a hoodie. But like. I, no, you're an uh, athlete. Yeah, it's all body weight. I mean, that's the thing. I keep telling myself that, like, look, you're a former athlete. You can do this. You know how to make it work, that kind of stuff. And then I, I go in there. I just I've never felt fatter. Just any like it's it's so weird. It's like um, remember the first time you went to jump as you got older and you just went like, oh, no, it's not there. Yeah. Like whatever I thought I had in the past, like it's just gone. Yeah, it's that. But for every single exercise I do planks push-ups dip like whatever you name it bro it's the worst dip i've ever done it's the worst plank i've ever done i have no sense of like i have no balance anymore like it's i'm a train wreck and i had no idea how long did you have take off uh before you like how long of a space did you have like the whole the whole pandemic yeah like i uh i think god we yeah we ended up quarantined and i like a month in i was like you know what i'm just gonna go hard on working out i'm gonna rehab my body like i'm you know i'm behind on that i've got knee problems that i should have been rehabbing i'm gonna get right by the time the pandemic's done i'm gonna be in great shape i'm gonna be all healed up i did that for like two months started filming this project and i was so exhausted from filming all the time that i just stopped working out completely and I just started working out again like last week and I'm drained, like constantly drained. Everything I, I worked for at the start of the quarantine, totally gone. And I was absolutely seeing progress. Like I was like, oh my God, I can feel like this. Like I was really starting to feel myself. You know what I mean? Like, like okay, no, yeah, you don't deserve this. You deserve that. Like I was really thinking positive things and then all out the window. So now I'm just trying to get back there. <laughs> so where are you at right now with your training? Are you positive are you confident are you getting bigger and healthier yeah yeah well i mean like it seems it seems ridiculous to say because i'm four days in and so it's so early that you you wouldn't feel like you're seeing progress you know what i mean but it's one of those things where i genuinely do feel like i am seeing progress if for nothing if for nothing more than just like fatigue factors like i feel like i've got momentum and it's kind of easier to carry through the workouts Okay. Because like I'm I'm psychologically prepared now, you know, and that's like a step. At least for me, it is for working out. It's not just doing it. It's like psychologically, like being in the space to push through the hard parts of it. Like that's what's so hard. I feel like I'm in that space of like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like I can go down, I can get it done. Let's like power through this. I know how to do that for that length of time. So if nothing more mentally, <laughs> I'm getting in better shape. I I know what you mean because I I actually started a, a workout and I actually created it myself and and typed yeah. it out and printed it and I put it on the wall and it says daily workout when oh, yeah. I printed it I said called a daily workout now it's a bi-weekly workout like right. that's how it's just too hard it's 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 it seems like something I could do it takes 15 minutes to do the whole thing yeah is it but the it, same workout every day same right every, now it is every, every, every I've week, done it yeah I've done it 
two weeks. So I've only done the workout four times. And I wanted to do it today. I just don't think I can. It's like, and it's like 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, 10 burpees, 10 lunges. Yeah. Not you even know, like sets, like just like one set of each. Three you sets. Okay, okay. But it takes a total of about 15 minutes. And I'm in, so what, done. What's keeping you from doing it? The, I just it's, keep it's in the, mind, I, Yeah, I just well, it's, it, it, it's here. Okay. I was about to say, I just heard a pod. This is what I, I'm not even joking. This is what I've been using for motivation. I just heard the podcast about Alex Smith, the the quarterback from the the well now the Washington football team. Yeah, uh, he had gruesome like leg injury where he like broke his leg, uh, like the bone was sticking out the leg. He was never supposed to walk again. He might have lost his leg, and now he's back competing for the starting job, <laughs> like wow. two years later. And I'm just going like he worked through that, and I'm complaining about like three extra burpees. Like I need a. Like, I need to, like, put things in perspective. My this guy wrist was like, gets I'll sore. get to play with my kids. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm a little tight. Like, get, come on, man. Okay. So that I, I just think of him, and then I just I push through because of him. So if nothing more, like, Alex Smith is my source of inspiration. The odd source. Um, do you have to, like, set a time, or do you, like, do you have to really, because I, I just go, all right, today's, I'm going to do it today. Yeah. And that, I, I find yeah, dangerous. I, totally dangerous yeah like i'm such a like i'm such a robot in terms of like i love things planned i love having a schedule so i wake up early i do the workout before i have to start working because i know if i do the workout then i'm gonna eat right because i need something like right after i work out and then i'm gonna hit uh you know i'm gonna hit uh my work shift with some good energy because i like the blood's flowing and i'm i'm hydrated and i'm fed yeah, it just feels good to like know it's out the way. Because then at lunch, I could do something else productive. When work is over, then I can do something else productive. I don't, I don't have to work out later, and it's not gonna like take up some of the extra time I get once work is done. It's like it's been really nice, like the days that I follow through on it, and the days that I don't, like I'll squeeze it in at lunch and sort of like get away with it that way. But yeah, I, I totally need to be a robot, dude. I don't know how I'd get anything done if I was just like, I'll just do when I feel like it. I just, I'd get too far behind. I do like, get too seen, far behind. They, I forget, like, so when you're writing, do you have, how do you do it? Do you, like, do you have, like, a folder or a book, like, where you actually keep everything organized for, uh, like, your bits and how you're developing something? Because I'm, like, ridiculously organized. It's the only way I can, like, remember things. So when you go, so let's say, you know, there's the inspiration first that gets right. you the idea. And from there, what do you do? You just Me? start. Yeah. Yeah. So I always know there's the source material of whatever it was. Right. And I know the angle I want on it. Like, what was that core funny thing that I want to play to? And mm -hmm. then once I can write that clean, then I just kind of like by rhythm just will like kind of start riffing out loud to myself about it. And I will just kind of bullet point all the riff points that I got to. And then yeah. I'll kind of look at like how to like start connecting the dots or drawing lines from okay so i can go from this to this and i can escalate from this to that and all right let's see how that feels when i go say it and then i'll kind of like restructure them based on like no nah, it probably makes sense to say this before that or this example is not strong enough to follow these examples or that kind of thing but yeah it's it's really uh you looked at it, it looks super methodical and like like an actual format like it looks, it looks like a session format that sounds like but, a good system 
it helps, man, because I, I think I, I have that I have a photographic memory in reference to it. So like as I'm doing a bit, I can sort of just picture the bullet points in a row. So if I'm riffing, I can always come back because I know where I'm at in the bullet points. And so like it just gives me confidence to like go off book, I guess, because I always know what I'm coming back to. But that it took me so long to kind of figure out that particular strategy. But it seemed to be working, so I'm, I'm not complaining. But yeah, I'm so ridiculously like organized in that way. Good. I mean, and and and, and when you're working on a show, uh, on a television show, it, it helps to be organized because you're trying to explain it to a producer, and uh, it's different than let me just do the bit. You can't. You have to give it to them, and and they have to understand yeah. it in a uh, email sometimes. And For sure. I, it's, yeah. It's hard to make people laugh in an email. Oh my god, so difficult. Yeah, I remember trying to uh kind of submit to uh. To Fallon, transcript, and, uh, and I'm yeah, and I had to transcribe my set, and I just remember looking at it, and this is before I was really writing this way. I just remember looking at it on paper and sending it to him, being like, "I oh god, I am so embarrassed that this is like <laughs> what the bit is," and, and you can't just be like, "Just try, just let me show you me doing it. Just, just let, let me, me show it. you. You'll 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 get it when just you put see me on the it. show on paper. I get." Does it look like it? And he's like, yeah, we just don't. We just don't do it that way. Just, yeah, just introduce. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Just let me go, man. Just give me, you know, just give me a loose light. You know, I'll feel it out. <laughs> and then I'll, yeah, we'll get it. Go. We'll be, people will dig it. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. You know. yeah we're not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just how naive am I? It's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting being on the other side of things from a production standpoint of just knowing. Like, okay, I know why we can't do this, that, and the third. Because it's just, no, there's no way for us to control this. this we can't let this beast go off course because too much is at stake. It's, uh, it's been, yeah, quite the learning experience. I have a few comedians who listen to the podcast at different levels. And uh, if they're listening, this is, this is very good stuff. The, pretty much we've just outlined the beginning and end of how to write. And then you figure out the middle. But the beginning is the inspiration, the thing. And JB, you pointed out, you find the, the, what is it that makes you laugh. And maybe you can't get to it right away because it's so deep. But knowing that, and then know that the final final level is writing the whole thing out in a transcript. That's the final level, really, because that's what you're going to be probably submitting to late, late night. Or... <clears throat> To be honest, if you want to do a comedy special, you should transcribe the whole thing, is my opinion, uh, anyway. So that's the sort of journeys, beginning and end. You figure out the middle. As a comedian, we all have our system. Your system is very similar to mine, I think, where you, um, the, the bullet point idea, I think, is great. because, um, But I don't spend the whole time in front of the paper. I definitely need the audience so i go do a lot of sets and and then i record it and i listen to it and whenever i hear a laugh well there's a bullet point you know or hopefully and then you take those bullet points you arrange them in order of building uh where, where you want the biggest laugh perhaps to be the the end or not there's, I don't, there's no set rules about that but it is a, uh, it's a building. Yeah, you're definitely building something. It's fun. Yeah. No, are you, sure. I, are you, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, one thing I, I realized I learned in, in crafting a bit uh, in the live element is the crowd 
lets me know, like really cues me in on like where my inflections need to lie. Like certain parts, like I'll like maybe turn up my energy, like maybe too much or not enough for. And like, that's the part that I get a feel for where I'm like, okay, as soon as I get a feel for like where my energy needs to lie within this bit, that really helps me reposition, say like the bullet points of like, well, then I need to go here first and then take it to here because I want to create these crescendos of like, you know, that's, I always think of it like, um, it's going to sound kind of weird, but like, I always think of it as music and these moments that you want to build to and like waves and like, we want a crescendo to release and crescendo to release and crescendo to release. And like, that's, you get these resets and then like, you can catch your breath, but we're still living in it. And so I keep looking at that with certain bits as they grow. And I go like, okay, well, if we're not like technically like crescendoing, then what are we doing? You know, if I'm just still talking. So I got like, okay, so I got to have a goal like with this, this tag or this new stream of thought that I'm, I'm kind of like going with here. And like, if we're not taking it up to that level, then it's kind of like not accomplishing its overall goal. The, the longer you're taking to get to the punchline, the funnier the punchline better be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you have, do you have, uh, I, I, I really want to ask you this. So, okay. So I just did a drive-in show, uh, this, this past weekend and it's fun in that it feels familiar because you're on stage again and you can, you can work the stage, you can walk around and it feels a little more natural than just like talking to a camera. Right. But because everybody's in their cars, you don't really get the immediate response. So you don't like really get a feel for like, okay, this is hidden this way, or I can see your facial expression so I can adjust because I can see how it's affecting you kind of thing. I'm curious, how would you, how would you gauge if you're running a new bit, under that circumstance if it's like if it's flying if you're feeling good about it i started throwing out new bits and i have no idea why i i mean i literally was like it's like i was shouting at twitter i was just like i hope somebody's hearing this i don't know well you're you're essentially saying um how do i do this for me in a way right how do i how do i make this fun for me and uh as opposed to just entertaining them how do i get something out of this too yeah like do you feel like you can feel it when you set a good punchline or a good tag or something in a good rhythm like regardless of response do you feel like you're like nah that's good i oh yeah that's good yeah i I mean you got your new bit i think um wow first of all i i guess it would be like because i've never done one of these but I would, yeah. treat, I would treat it like a very large theater, dark theater, where not only can you not see them, but the response, because of the speed of sound, theaters, it's a little delayed to laugh because it takes a while to get to you. And because of that, there's a fun thing that you can do of just waiting longer between bits. And that works in the theater because the audience also... Is way they understand the speed of sound, so the audiences in theaters usually like a slower pace. I would treat, yeah, I would do a very slow pace in a drive-in. Is my, you know, would be my first guess, and um, especially on the new bits, because, because pardon me, but fuck them. If, <laughs> if you think it's funny make them think they don't understand how funny it is and that they're make them think that they're wrong 
Yeah. There is something to like being a fan and feeling like, no, I'm keeping up. Like there's a sense of pride where you go like, I don't care if they don't get it. Like I'm, I'm with him. It's kind of like, I think people end up endeared to you for that kind of like, nah, I was with you, dude. Right. Yeah. I think, and, and sometimes the, some of my favorite jokes are jokes that are only for like me and two other people. Um, I tell a joke that it, it only makes sense that only like one or two people are going to get. It's, um, I, I bought my kid a sound machine and it sucks. Whatever you do, don't get the Miami sound machine. The thing was, he couldn't sleep. He was up all night. I told, I brutalized the joke. But you know, the Miami Sound Machine is a, an '80s band from. You would know. You've heard the right. bit. Yeah. We did the show in in my in Florida. We were literally down. Yeah. Wow. And I <laughs> did you come to the show where I did Tampa and I was I had them bring me out to that song every night. Oh and, no, I didn't. Nobody, I, I guess Gloria Estefan's not as huge as I thought she was. I guess just Miami. Like, outside Miami, no one gives a shit about Gloria Estefan. Oh, Miami is very much, like, it's, it might as well be its own country. Like, no lie. The rest of the state of Florida doesn't identify with Miami or keep up with Miami. It's very much its own thing. Um, and But it took me forever to, like, really learn that. Like, I didn't travel there until I was in college. And then once I got there, I was like, oh, my God, like this really it's a whole other place. Like I couldn't draw any parallels from anything I had I had grown up in. I was like, man, this really. Is. Yeah, this is like a true vacation. But like I'm in the same state. So, yeah, there are sure. like I think Pitbull is Prince there. Yeah. And, and what I mean by Prince is I heard a story where somebody said the reason why Prince is amazing is because he was literally played on every type of radio station regardless of the genre of music there was a prince song to put on there and in that same regard somehow pitbull is that in miami regardless of like genre of music they will also play pitbull wow so it could be like a smooth jazz station but there will also be pitbull and it's just a very it's a very unique place like it's very it's there's nothing like it you really you know florida is already uh so much different than United States to me, and then inside oh, yeah. that, there's an even more different place, you're saying, that is Miami. How weird. Did How you, weird. Did you ever get to go do Key West? Like, that little run through there? No, I never did. Oh, my God. Listen to this. I heard the most insane story about Key West. It's, like, my favorite thing. So, have you ever heard of the Conch Republic? No. Okay, so check this out. I'll tell this as fast as I can. Uh, so, apparently... And in the 80s, during the um, like the the cocaine epidemic, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan was worried that drugs were being trafficked through like up through the keys. So they put like a like a like a roadblock um, at the entrance point of the keys for cars. And one thing you got to understand about the keys is like they survive almost primarily on tourism. So they need people to be able to come in and out like smooth. This roadblock was really preventing people from doing that. And people's businesses were getting shut down as a result. So they were like writing the president like as a city and saying, hey, you have to like let up this roadblock. People aren't coming here anymore because it's too much of a hassle and we're all going out of business. They never hear back from the president. They write him for months, 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 multiple letters. Right. Nothing happens. So then write a letter to the president of the United States saying uh, this is Key West. We are seceding 
from the United States of America, and we are also declaring war on the United States of America. We are now known as the Conch Republic. And they had a flag for it and everything. And then literally the next day, they receive uh, like a letter or like whatever form of transport, uh, uh, communication from the president. He's like essentially going, no, you're not. We're taking you back over. We'll move the roadblocks. And so if you go to Key West now, you'll see these flags around let's say the Conch Republic, and they have this little slogan on it, and it just always makes me laugh. It says, uh, the Conch Republic, where, uh, where others failed, we seceded. And it, it, I looked it up. It's an absolutely true story. They keep uh -huh. declared on the United States of America. It's, it, I just say that to say, Florida is such an insane place in ways that people don't understand even though they say, like, Florida's a crazy place. I go, like, you don't even know the depths to which this place insane. But, yeah, U.S. with no army. It's like, yeah, we declare war on this whole country. What's up? In our, in our white uh, cargo pants and Bahama shirts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no one, yeah, I bet no one wore shirts. They were all on bicycles, flip-flops, and they're going, like, yeah. Yeah, it looks bad when you get shot in Key West. Just, the shirts get stained. There's so much. The bright colors, it doesn't. Anyway. So, uh, so you're doing shows now. And you're working on a show. Yes. Just this... like, just vaguely. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm picking up shows here and there, but they are, they're very sparse. But I figured, like, dip my toe back in and kind of see what it's feeling like out there. Because I haven't been doing the Zoom shows. I don't know about you, but I, I haven't, I've only done one. And I'm trying to avoid them just because, like, I'm not sure it's going to feel good enough for me to, like, really like what I'm doing. Uh, so I've just been trying to avoid it. And uh, I've just been kind of creating some other stuff instead. So I'm just now getting back to doing stand-up again. And what's the other stuff you're doing? Uh, it's so I created this, uh, this sketch video project is what I'm doing. So I, I write sketches for, uh, for Comedy Central Digital and, and LOL Network, uh, on the side, like kind of like a freelance. And I had a bunch of sketches that I can't pitch to them, even though they're of the quality of the stuff I would pitch because they're not possible to film based on their standards. Like it would cost too much money. And it's in, there's too many restrictions due to like advertisers, these kind of things, like what prevents you from making the thing the way it needs to be in order to really be funny. Uh, but I have enough connections like within the film community and like with some comics and actors where I go like, I think we can genuinely like make this. Like during the pandemic, there's a responsible way to film this. So yeah, we, we ended up making an entire comedy music video album, uh, 10 songs, all comedy songs, like, across the genres they are so funny like i i cannot tell you how proud i am uh i, I really get to like showcase as a director and an editor and I, I'm, I'm very very proud of what we did there's, there's and uh and the the response seems to be great for those for the people who have seen them uh the, the response is very strong it's one of those things where like you just do everything you can to like get it out there and hope enough people can see them soon enough but like i have i have thoroughly enjoyed like the responses I'm getting and the feedback and we made a where I'm releasing my own album for it so my first comedy album is going to be a music album um, but it sounds it sounds great legit funny your first comedy album is going to be a music album yeah that's completely awesome. yeah completely unintentional um, I never saw you as a musical comic before it, 
it's not my thing, but it's one of those, but from a sketch standpoint, you know what it is? It's like, I just took stand-up premises that I wanted to do, and I just figured out how to do them as sketch songs. And then, so it's really, this is stuff I would have been doing on stage, but I found some new kind of context to attack it in another medium. The beauty of doing it in sketch is like, you can really add new punchlines visually uh, and from a character standpoint that you just can't like really create uh, from a stand-up place. Like there's just certain jokes you just can't execute without having to say too much and set the scene too much. But like within a sketch, you're like, yeah, I can just put you right there and you get it. And yeah, people, people have been loving it. it the, the album's called Ball for President. And I've been running into trouble with uh, with certain platforms because they think it's legitimately a political ad and I'm not allowed to advertise political ads. And I have to, like, genuinely have these, like, long-winded conversations or debates with them about, like, this is so clearly a joke. How could you possibly be taking this serious? And they're like, we're not, we're not taking any chances, so you are running for president. I'm like, I'm not even old enough. And they're like, you are running for president in our app. And then I'm getting a lot of people who are like, I'll vote for you. And I'm like, please don't. Like, please make a responsible vote. Like, don't let this deter you from doing what you're supposed to be doing. So I'm a little scared that people are going to take the joke the wrong way and be like, I think it's funny. I'm going to vote for JB. I'm like, please do not vote for him. Do not write my name in there. Sorry about that. So uh, the album is available for, for pre-order uh, on iTunes right now. For anyone who still does use iTunes, you can pre-order the album. It comes out September 1st. And then for everyone else who's just streaming, it's going to be completely available to stream on all platforms on September 1st. So if you want to wait to stream it, it'll be available then. It's called Ball for President. It's my actual uh, my IG handle, my Twitter handle. It's my last name, Ball, the number four president. And... Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm stoked to see like what's going to come from it. I think it's going to be a slow burn in terms of people are going to find it at different times and go back and go like, oh, my God, this was you like you did this thing. I've gotten I've already gotten like some job opportunities from it. And it's it's been pretty unique. <laughs> I've been asked to be on like eight mixtapes already, which is super weird because I have to explain to them like, no, 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 dude, I'm not like a real music. Artist. I don't know. This was just to be funny. I'm not I'm not invested in this beyond just making this really funny. And they were like, all right, man, well, just, you got my number. So if you want to get on the mixtape, I'm like, what's happening right now? Uh, so, yeah. That's great. I mean, it's yeah. great. It's a great time you have. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not complaining, man. But it's, uh, I sort of just don't know what to do with it theme yet. I can, I can tell it's a thing I want to do more of within the comedy space. Like, I'm still stand-up first and sketch comedy first. But, like, the idea of, like, introducing music into it in a fun way just to kind of bring some cool things to people visually like if you watch these videos like they are like visually stimulating. like we are doing creative things that i've never seen this in a video so let's also make sure we get that and i've never seen this kind of character attack from this type of perspective in a video so like we're doing things that i genuinely think people would find interesting and i and i and i hope they do but it seems like the people who have are very gung-ho for it i'm getting a lot of like i can't believe this hasn't gone viral yet or, you know, and it's just for the algorithm and stuff. I can only control but so much. But if people take the time to look it up, I'm I'm pretty confident most people would be happy with what they saw. Like, I, I do feel that good about it. So I hope people take the time man. It, it was it was a lot of fun. And if it's something people want more of then supporting it now is an easy way for me to use that as a metric to go like, OK, yeah, now people do want more of this. So I can do more of this. This wasn't this wasn't that hard. I mean, it's hard, like time consuming and tedious, but it wasn't like not fun. Like I would totally right. do it again. Right. 
you'll be able to get it on Spotify, Apple Music, like all of the major streaming platforms, 100% it's going to be on there. Um, like I worked up the licensing agreement. And as far as I, I could tell, like that's exactly where it's going to be. I called them the other day and it seems like everything's on schedule. So I don't see any hiccups coming up. So by all means, like all you got to do is look up my name, JB Ball, or look up Ball for President. It's going to come right up. And uh, it's it's a fun listen. It's definitely something you don't don't watch it at work. It definitely has moments where like it's, it's very immature and it's very smart at the same time. It's I'm I'm consciously doing that where I'm driving home a grander point, but I might do it in an immature way just to have fun with it in a variety of ways. So just fair warning. Um, we will adjust <laughs> we'll address some topics that are very uh, relevant, um, but not always in the maturest of ways. So like it is it is very silly. Well, I can't wait to check it out, man. What can they find? Where can yeah. they find you, too? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ball for President, same as the album. Uh, my fan page on Facebook is also at Ball for President. And uh, my website is www.ballforpresident.com. Like, I try to make it as, as simple as possible, so hopefully everybody can, can find it. Uh, most important place you can find me is YouTube. Uh, I would love it if people subscribe to me there, because that's really the place I have the most freedom to, to send you like the best type of content without restrictions. So if you look me up on there, it's just JB ball and just make sure to subscribe and hit that little bell. They make it like a two-step process now. So like if you subscribe, you'll be subscribed, but you won't get notified when I put something up there. If you hit the bell after you subscribe, then you'll receive a notification saying, Hey, JB put up a new video. Go check it out. Hit the bell guys. Bell is um, crucial now. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on the show, and and it was it's great seeing you again, man. You too, uh, man. It's been a while. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. I hope I can see you soon. Yeah, don't worry. Don't you don't need to do the online shows. I agree. It's it's uh it's a different. It's not really comedy. I feel like it's it's a different. It's it's entertaining people, of course. There, it's if you if you feel the need to entertain people, they will be entertained. But the return on the investment, it's 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 very stressful. Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. I feel like I'd rather like call a friend and just run a bit by him real quick and just see how, how you feel. I'd run it by me. You know? Okay. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to run bits with you. Please, let's do it, dude. Let's do it. Save save each other from these webcams. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. All right. Thanks for having me, bro. All right. Take, take care. Come on in and hang in the shack. With Lachlan Patterson Cause it's the Lockdown Podcast Talking about whatever you want Chilling out, having a chill sesh With Lachlan's guest, yeah The Lockdown Podcast The Lockdown